Storytellers AZ, a discussion group for people who make a living telling stories. Starting off here, welcome back to the Storytellers this uh, week. And we have a couple topics for the first one here. Let's talk about uh, what is your creative process and uh, what does that mean to you? So, Wendy, I know you're a, obviously a writer and a storyteller professionally. What do you do to get into kind of your, your creative mode? What, what's it take for you to get uh, ready to write? Well, it depends on the day. Um, there's a lot of uh, sometimes surfing around for ideas. There's sometimes just going off and doing something else and letting myself mull a topic over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I write more emotionally based. So I have to kind of get myself really into the right mindset in order to be able to um, produce something that I believe is worthwhile. Right. So you have to get kind of method actor style and get get in that mold. Yeah. Which is hard sometimes. There's a lot of distractions like stupid Twitter and Facebook and just the general web. And uh, Matthew, what about you? What's it take for you when you want to get into a writing mode and you want to tell stories? How do, how do you get there? What, what's the process look like for you? Basically, I just like, I kind of run off my emotions. Um, I haven't really tapped into like consistency yet. It's all based on my emotion, what I go through. So that's when my best like creativity uh, comes out. And that's when I'm at my best when it's for the people or. So you guys both mentioned emotions um, as, as the, you know, an important piece for you. Um, and, and kind of what matters, you know, what, what happens when you have to write something emotional that you're not, you're not in that state. So you need to write an angry piece and you can't get angry, which I imagine is probably the, the most easy emotion to get back in that mold. But you've got a deadline of, of, Hey, I got to have this, you know, 300 words by 12 o'clock. Um, and it's 11 o'clock and I'm in a great friggin' mood. You know, do you, do you have to call someone to come kick your dog or I mean, what do you do? <laughs> it's not easy. And sometimes I feel like I'm faking it. I mean, you know, there's certain pieces that I'm assigned to write that I have to get done. And sometimes you just have to fake your way through it. And I feel like a fraud sometimes when I do it, to be quite honest with you. Right. But sometimes it is completely impossible for me to get in that mindset and I will struggle through the whole thing, no matter what I do. So I I can totally relate to that. The difference for me, thankfully, is I, I don't get assigned to write anything and so I usually get to pick whatever voice I want to use mm-hmm. um, there are definitely times where I have a topic in mind and I can't get my my head in that right mindset um, but I, I don't usually have to worry about hey I have this deadline or anything it's pretty rare that I have to worry about something like that um, but I can totally empathize you know I've definitely have put pieces out there where I was you know I either started writing it at one point and I came back to finish it later and I'm not in that same mindset or the same mode and it definitely does feel like I'm faking it and I'm not I'm not being true to the the writing itself. I'm not being true to my you know my initial thought. So you know what I generally do is I will do the walk away and you know wait till I mean I have drafts sitting in my my stuff that have been sitting there for you know weeks sometimes because mm-hmm. I can't get back in that original mold or get rid of the mindset. You know what what other kind of obstacles do you come into though? I mean obviously it's easy to you know not, you you mentioned distractions, Wendy, uh, Matthew. Is that something that you run into a good bit where you run into you're easily distracted or? Yeah, definitely. Like. uh you know, like with my new work situation and everything like that, that comes into play right now. And I just have to find a way to put that time in place. That way I can kind of get there and still consistently write. Um, you know, I'm not in a position like Wendy is to where she has to, you know, meet deadlines or anything like that. So I kind of 
you know, I get to free flow. Um, also, I wanted to input that, you know, I'm definitely a combative writer too in an emotional way. So if I see types of writing, you know, on the internet, people are uh, downplaying others or something like that, I kind of, that's when I kind of get in a essay format, but still in a combative type of way, Chris. I think distractions, obviously, um, I mean, I heard somebody say today uh, that writing is, is the, the one thing that they have on their to-do list that if they get distracted at all, it, they just can't do it. Like, they, they need to be in the zone to write. And this is from somebody who's a pretty good getting things done type of person and, and doesn't usually have run into problems getting things done. Do you guys find that for yourselves too? Is, is Are you more easily distracted when you're doing writing than when you're doing other things? Or is it something that you think you're able to focus better when you're writing? I've done quite a few other different types of jobs and writing is one that I specifically have problems with as far as concentration goes. Now I work from home a lot. And I do venture here at a gangplank every once in a while to work in the group environment. But those days when I come to gangplank are very, very, very difficult for me to actually get my work done. And it will take me actually hours longer during those days just because of all of the distractions going on around me that I'm not used to. I'm not sure what you're talking about. There's never been <laughs> distracting at gangplank. There's not video games or people yelling or an event or... Nerf or, darts. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I actually do better in a chaotic environment like this, um, personally. If I'm at home, it's very easy to be in the home mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'd either, you know, I'll just take an hour break and go play with my kid. Or, oh, I'll just watch TV for a little bit and take a break. And the next thing you know, I fell asleep on the couch and it's three hours later. Um, or I'll go make myself an extra lunch or, or whatever. It, it's much easier to slip into that habit. Or... Oh, since I'm already home, you know, I really needed to fix this ceiling fan. Let me, you know, get my ladder out and yeah. rabbit hole myself on those things. Now, that's me. Now, I, I thrive better in an environment like this because there are distractions, mm-hmm. but they're the kind of distractions that I don't have to participate in and I don't have an obligation to. And, and Matthew, I know you've been coming to Gangplank now for a little while. Yeah. How, how do you feel on that? I feel that uh, it's actually sparked my interest as uh, as these distractions take place. Um, they kind of benefit me for the higher good because they kind of get my brain kind of going you know, definitely after my time of work and stuff like that or throughout the day, we're just, you know, throwing uh, information back and forth and ideas and stuff. So that definitely gets us going, me and Sean, my boss and everything like that. So, right, yeah. Well, and so that's an interesting thing to look at, too, is, you know, when you're working by yourself, do you find yourself unable to be inspired sometimes? I think that's one of the powers of a place like Gangplank, and you just mentioned that really well, Matthew, is, you know, you're able to bounce things off of Sean or someone else sitting nearby or overhear a conversation that might inspire yes. something. How do you deal with that, Wendy, since you work a lot more kind of solitary? Do you find that as an issue sometimes where you, you don't have enough outside inspiration or is that where you lean on the, the Twitters and the Facebooks of the world? Um, I lean on the web a lot for that sort of thing. Um, there's not usually a lot of conversation going on around me down here that's applicable to what I'm writing about mm-hmm. most of the time. Now, there have been occasions where... Um, I might be writing about marketing or business or something like that where something will will come in and actually help me out. Um, and it actually does help sometimes to get out of that home solitude and come here and get into a different mindset. And um, especially storytellers has done a lot to uh, inspire me and open up my creativity and uh, just give me some ideas. So... I'd like to add a little to that too is like sometimes when you try to focus too much 
on your given task and you're really, you know, putting that conscious effort, I think that can kind of be detrimental at the same time that sometimes you might just want to let it go for a certain amount of time. Yeah, you're right too. And I, I get into that mode where I will sit there and stare at my Word yeah. document for 30, 45 minutes. And you shouldn't it, use Word. What should I use? Anything but Word. <laughs> That's half your problem. <laughs> we need a new computer, so you already knew that, yeah. but <laughs> that's a whole other story. So one thing then kind of to maybe kind of wrap up this topic then, and, and Matthew, I'll start with you on this one, is do you find yourself being able to create better at certain times of the day or, or certain, I mean, we, we kind of talked about the environment and space like that, but I mean, even, even things that are outside of your control, like um, I do a lot of better, my writing's a lot better at night. I, I do not write well in the mornings. Um, I write better... If I have a view of the outdoors, I mean, I have, I have some weird techniques like that. I mean, what, what are some things that you can, you know, what, what are the sweet spots for you? Okay. So I know it's, I think it's not, like you said, it's not in my control. And, um, I notice it's a certain times of the day, like you're right. Like at night, I'm really, that's when my creativity is spikes, but also around three, 4 PM, that's when things start coming up. Um, because I'm here, you know, 8 p.m., 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. during the day. And then me and Sean, my boss, we start doing, uh, syncing up with each other. Mm -hmm. And then that's when our, uh, brainstorming comes into play and I get to write all my formulas down on the chalkboard and stuff like that. Wendy, how about you? When, when, when's your, uh, when's your magic moment? Usually any time between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're a business hours type of writer. I've become a business hours type of writer. I used to write a lot more at night, and now um, I just get too tired. My brain starts to trail. I get know it, that yeah. I'm not doing as good work. So, yeah, I've found that between those hours, my brain is working better, and I produce better work. See, so, yeah, I've gotten trained by the fact that I have a, you know, finger quotes here, day job, uh, that most of my, my personal writing or any of that sort of stuff, either for my blog or for my podcast or for if I'm just writing to, you know, vent something, that'll generally happen starting at about 10 o'clock at night. Now, I and think that's why I actually was working a lot at night when I first started on my own. Yeah. And now it's transitioned back now that earlier. Now, now it is your day job. Correct. I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, you definitely people are, are creatures of habit, so it's very easy to, to train your body to be productive at times that are best for you, so... I mean, that could be an interesting thing to talk about maybe for a topic one time is, you know, what do you do to, you know, shift that productivity scale? I mean, what are some things that you do? Is there anything specific you did to move from night to morning or is it just a matter of just getting up and doing it? Just getting up and doing it. I mean, I, I think it's a lot like going to the gym. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a go to the, go to the gym in the morning it. thing and it's, it's, you know, throw the swoosh out there and just do it. I, I think yeah. that's absolutely right. Yeah. It's agonizing the first, you know, few weeks, <laughs> but then, <laughs> then you, you get, get into the groove. It. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, they say it takes, you know, 14 to 21 days to build a habit. I think there that's absolutely true. So Exactly. Well, cool. I think this wraps up this topic real well. Thanks a lot, Matthew, Wendy. Right Thank on. you, uh, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Storytellers AZ. We'll see you next time.